ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hassan, back with another episode here on The Truth. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing our Thursday night special for week 11 here in the NFL. If you guys are new to my Thursday night special, let me give you a brief, and I mean brief, rundown on how this podcast works. It's pretty self-explanatory, pretty easy. Pretty much the whole purpose of this podcast is to go over the Thursday night game specifically, so that way it doesn't kind of clog into the mix of the Sunday and Monday games, and everything seems to be flowing better in a more positive, organized direction. How it will work is I will first recap last Thursday night's game before previewing this Thursday's matchup between the Titans and the Packers. I will then go over my two keys to success for both sides. That will lead us to my fantasy portion while I'll go over my must-start, must-sit, sleeper, bust, and my game prediction before ending the show. Without further ado, let's go ahead and preview last Thursday night's matchup. Another dandy here on Thursday night, or Thursday night football between the Falcons and the Panthers. I'm going to be honest. I watched probably 0% of this game, and one of the main reasons why was because I was celebrating my boy Jackson Alanis' birthday. But I think a lot of people were trying to ignore this one as it was the Falcons who came into this game with a record of 4-5 and five, and the Panthers who came into the game with a record of 2-7. and seven. Marcus Mariota, 19 for 30, 186 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Also was their leading rusher, three rushes for 43 yards. Caleb Huntley, five rushes, 32 yards. Damian Bird, Damier Bird, three catches, 58 yards. Drake London, 538 in the touchdown there. On the flip side for the Carolina Panthers, P.J. Walker had a bounce-back performance, 10 for 16, 108. Rushing, Devontae Foreman, 31 for 130, one touchdown. Levon, Dave, LaVisca, Jesus, Chenault, four, 2 for 42, and a receive, rushing touchdown as well. The leading receiver was Terrence Marshall, one catch, 43 yards. So wide receivers were definitely lighting it up on the stat sheet. And on the defensive side, J.C. Horn did have the one takeaway. This was a really good win for the Panthers. Baker Mayfield was obviously stoked about it, threatening his own concussion to, uh, you know, pad each other's teammate, his teammates on the back or the head, whatever you want to go over. But overall, a good good bounce back performance win for the Panthers. The Panthers obviously not in contention for anything. The only thing they're really in contention for is the number one overall pick. On the flip side, the Falcons, they were leading the division, and with that loss, they did fall to second place. Although they're still relatively light in the division, you got to win these games on the road, especially when it's against Carolina, who's having a really tough season thus far. Maybe another takeaway was just how lackluster Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts were. Kind of going into the year, the main emphasis was to get Kyle Pitts involved, the young rookie number four overall draft pick in last year's draft. That hasn't been the case. He's really just had a quiet year. Cordero Patterson had a good first game back from his injury that put him on IR, but since then, he just really hasn't played that well in that last matchup, and that's really concerning because the Falcons, I feel like, are a team that need to utilize Cordero Patterson more and give him more opportunities to have success, and that just wasn't the case, so we'll see moving forward if they're going to be able to fix that, but they definitely need to step it up, at least in that direction, um, or else they're going to keep going down this downward path, so definitely a disappointing performance there. And the Panthers, man, they just won for shits and giggles. There was nothing really to on the line there, but a good Panthers win. Let's go ahead and preview this week's matchup. Moving into the Week 11 game, we got a matchup between the Titans and the Packers. Let's first go over my two keys to success for the Tennessee Titans in this one. And obviously, it's Derrick Henry needed to be the catalyst. This is always, I feel like, an effect 
for Titans football as you know they progress every single game trying to get better and better. More this time than not because Derrick Henry only had 19 rushes for 53 yards, two catches for 14, and zero touchdowns, which was fine because they ended up winning the game last week and Tannehill semi-stepped up to the plate. But moving forward against a good Packers defense, it's probably going to be difficult to score points. And typically in a premium, Derrick Henry is the one that's able to score a lot of the points. On top of that, if you're able to run through Derrick Henry and let's say you have a short lead or just a lead in general, that opens the door to have more opportunities for time management and taking off more time on the clock, which will be very vital, obviously, as the game progresses. And so, obviously, it's really not, you know, it needs to be explained, but Derrick Henry is literally the player for the Tennessee Titans. They only had two other running backs. Actually, they only had one running back have one carry that game that was Hilliard. Malik Willis did have a carry. But overall, you know, the Titans base themselves on running the football. And with that, and my second takeaway is the quarterback needs to step up and should be Ryan Tannehill. He did play last week. He had a full practice today, so he seems to be going on the right pace. Not saying he was going to be out this week, but coming off an injury like he did and missing a little bit of time, coming back that first game is always a real test to see if he's not only good and good enough to play, but just good in general and then seeing if he had success. He had a decent day, you know, 19 for 36, 255, and two touchdowns. There's definitely room for improvement there, but more on the completion aspect. The biggest thing was getting the wide receivers involved because that was definitely not something that they were doing more of. But that kind of articulates in the point that the quarterback just needs to step up in general. And if Tannehill is able to step up and Derrick Henry is able to rush the football effectively, as well as their defense play good, then this should be fine. On the Packers, my first key to success is stop Derrick Henry because I feel like in a way, if you stop Derrick Henry, the Titans are pretty much done. But you can have a counterclaim to that. For example, in this game where Derrick Henry only had 67 scrimmage yards, had no touchdowns, didn't get fed the ball as much as he was probably expecting or rather like the Broncos were expecting. But overall, they did stop him relatively well and the Broncos only lost by seven and we know the Broncos are just not a good football team this season. So the Packers' biggest thing is going to be trying to stay on the football field on the offensive side. But when they're on the defensive side, limit Derrick Henry as much as possible. I don't think the Packers have the best of run defense. That might be a bit of a challenge, especially since Derrick Henry was kind of cooped up the last game for the Titans. It kind of maybe opens the door for potential for him to uncoop up, which isn't really a word. I just made it on the fly. But open up more and have more um, avenues and, and lanes to run through. So if they're able to stop Derrick Henry, I think they'll be fine. And finally, Rodgers just be great. You know, Derek, Derek Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers last week did enough to win, you know, 31 to 28 victory. He had three passing touchdowns on the day, which was huge for him. All of those went to Christian Watson. But overall, he played very good football, 14 for 22, 24, and three touchdowns. The running game was effective. And we already know that that's a key to success for the Packers because with a depleted wide receiver core, especially like Randall Cobb, his main veteran wide receiver out, He's going to need other receivers to step up like Watson or Lazard and even the running backs like Jones. So if Rodgers is able to step up and do that, I do expect a good game for the Packers there. And then I put a combined. Whoever plays better defense will win. I think it's obvious. But for the Titans, it's stopping the running game and Aaron Rodgers. And for the Packers, it's stopping the same thing, except more for the running game as compared to the passing game. Which kind of articulates the point, especially on Thursday Night Football as of late. It just hasn't been a high-scoring affair typically. This game shouldn't be any different, although it might be that fluky game where it's like a 35 to 31 win. I just don't see that happening. I think whoever plays better defense will win. That's obvious, but you can 
basically make arguments for both sides. And I figured I'd just combine the defense point and just put it into one. Let's go ahead and look at some fantasy purposes and some fantasy must-starts, or must-start, must-sit, sleeper, bust, and my game prediction. My first must-start is going to be Robert Tunyon. Now, Robert Tunyon has been an interesting tight end, especially to a lot of fantasy owners this year. Tunyon on the year has had an up-and-down year. He's had really solid weeks in week four and week six. Week six had 10 catches for 90 yards. Last week, only one catch for eight yards, and the whole wide receiver in core was just not really there. Uh, Rodgers only had 14 completions. Lazard was down on completions. Christian Watson only had four catches and three of them were touchdowns. So they're kind of sharing the wealth on the wide receiver tight end side, which is something they need to do. But going into this week, I'm expecting a big performance out of Robert Tunyon. Tunyon only has one touchdown this year. He's played in every game thus far. And looking into this week, I definitely see it being a good time for him to kind of reintegrate himself. He had 5.9 and week nine and then 1.8 this week. He's a good target. Rodgers has been with Tunyon now for a couple of years, and so he's kind of developed that connection, especially, I think, two, maybe three years ago when Tunyon had that breakout season. Titans, historically, as far as this season's concerned, haven't fared too well against the tight end position, mainly because they'll allow you to get those short four-yard completions. So I'm really expecting Tunyon to have six, seven receptions, and I do think that he does get into the end zone. Christian Watson is going to be my must-sit. Now, I know this is definitely surprising to a lot of people, especially with the week that he had last week. But if you really want to take a look at Christian Watson and kind of see why I'm you know, having this philosophy, well, last week, sure, he had a season high in receptions, reception yards, and obviously his three touchdowns. But previously, in weeks one and two, 6.1, 3.9, wasn't there in week three, wasn't there in seven and six, 9.3 in week four, uh, point eight in week five. So numbers have not been very good for him. And I don't expect a really good performance from him this week. I think the Alan Lazard, Aaron Jones kind of wide receiver core, even though Aaron Jones is the running back, is going to be far more effective. I think the Cowboys did a really good job of limiting players like uh, Robert Tunyon, as well as Alan Lazard from getting big points and getting areas where you could expect them to have higher production and really did a good job of just toning in and really focusing on those players. And that opened the door for Christian Watson to have a big game. I just don't like the matchup this week. I don't really like many wide receivers on the Packers. The really only two that I think you should really start and watch out for is going to be Robert Tunyon and Alan Lazard. Because I think Aaron Jones has a good game out of the backfield as well. My sleeper is going to be Nick westbrook Ekine. This guy has definitely not been on people's radars. And there's respectively so for that. Um, you know, he's only rostered in 0.7% of leagues. Kind of a similar story with Christian Watson, but I feel like his connection with Ryan Tannehill is much more productive than when it was, um, obviously, with Malik Willis. He didn't have a single point in week seven, eight, nine. also not a single point in week four. Last week, 28.9, kind of an underrated player there. Five catches, 119, and two touchdowns. Bottom line is he's going to be a big-time big deep threat threat. There we go. Big deep-time threat he's definitely going to be going down the field getting those big catches and also too i'm expecting a you know big touchdown or two whether on the ground or in the air for the titans and i just think that if you're looking for a big shot guy and taking a big risk nick westbrook ekind is almost available in every league and i do think that it would be an interesting uh, matchup this week against a secondary for the packers that i'm not too fond of and then finally my bus is going to be ryan Tannehill. another interesting bus here Ryan Tannehill has not established himself as a fantasy quarterback yet, at least in my eyes. 
And going into this week, I don't expect him to be much of a threat either. He's only rostered in 7.5% of leagues. Had a decent start to the year, but as of late, it's been a little bit rough. Coming off those two weeks where he had um, you know, that injury that really plagued him, having a solid week last week, I'm not really sure how I feel going into this week. I think there's a little bit more um, you know, people that are a bit more skeptical as compared to optimistic on how well he's going to be playing. And then you look at where his you know, injury was. It's going to be hard for him to be very mobile. And I think now more than ever, especially with this generation of quarterbacks that we have, Coming into the league, speed and mobility and just getting those extra yards and even the touchdowns. Look at Justin Fields, for example. Justin Fields has been lighting it up the fantasy sheets really because he's just been able to run the football effectively. And sometimes you need that out of the quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is not going to be able to give you that boost. And I just don't think it's a good decision to start him or go anywhere near starting him. Maybe down the line, though, when they're receiving tight end core and passing offense just in general is better. You may have some considerations there, but I just don't really see that being the case this week as my Duolingo alarm is going off. As far as my game prediction is going to go, I'm going to go 23-20 to 20 Titans win. This is going to be an interesting game on the road. The Packers, I believe, had lost five straight going into the last matchup against the Cowboys. You can't lose to the Cowboys after losing five in a row, especially at home. I just think the Titans are the better team. The Titans are more well-rounded. I think the big takeaway in this one, which I mentioned earlier about who's going to get that big stop to ultimately end the game, is going to go in the favor of the Titans. I think they're going to be able to stop the Packers' offense. Um, I think you know maybe the running game has some leeway, but the passing game for sure. I also think, too, that Derrick Henry is going to have a good game running through that Packers' front, and overall is just going to be one of the main reasons why they have success. And I just think that you know winning on the road, the Packers have lost at home, especially during that five-game span against a lot Worst teams than the Titans, so when the Titans roll into town, maybe they'll be a little bit too over their heels, you know, playing at home after winning their last week. But we'll see. It should be a good game. It shouldn't be too high scoring, but it should be entertaining because it's going to be good smouth mash football, Midwest football. It's going to be in Green Bay. Don't know the weather conditions, but it should be a tight fit. Be curious to see how that one plays out. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information and value you do not want to miss. Until next time, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Huston, signing out. Take care and good night. Peace. Peace.